0: to the Sam and Matt Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He likes to push
1: buttons of plastic or ivory to create some funny sounds. And
0: I don't. And that's just the way it is. Was that a piano you were talking about there, Sororo? Piano or keyboard for plastic, Very, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: Very good, sir. And uh, we are back with episode seven. Seven of these we've we done, Sororo. Episode seven, and each one is getting better than the last. Well, I mean, you say that. I've just actually got off the phone with my mum, and oh, yeah. um, how is how's Miss Becker? Well, she's fine, Sir so cool. The only thing is, is, she she called part of the last episode we did boring. okay. Yes, but you're not boring. Wait, wait, wait. It was which it which was, segment? So uh, Sam's story is the first story um, mm. about the bread. Banana bread, yes. Banana yes. bread. Um, and she said it was absolutely fine. But then once you finish telling the story, she then said it gets a bit boring because then I cut in and start talking about <laughs> it. And she's like, why can't it just end there? Why do I then have to discuss it? So I don't think she quite knows how a discussion podcast works. Um, but there we go. We sure, love I'm her all the same. That. That was my favourite bit of feedback. Thank you very much for that. And also, Sakura, she also messaged me earlier on. Oh, yeah. uh, she was she was listening to the podcast um, last week's podcast, and she texted me and said, "But are you Francis Trainspotter?" <laughs> yes, you are. You are. He's like your spirit animal, but you know you. So, so there we go, Sakura. But enough about that. How the devil have you been this week? Um. You sound Ew. like you've got a bit of a... Uh, I was going to say,
1: you sound like a bit, bit of a uh, horse throat there, Tegra. Yeah, a little bit, my guy, a little bit. Um, it's been ruined for a couple of days, but it's a separate illness to the sickness I had last week. It's just this oh. weird kind of like... I took a couple of COVID tests um, over the last couple of days just to double check and be sure that I hadn't got Rona for a second time. Um, I
0: think it's a but bit but too soon, Tegra, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, well... I, I've heard that a lot in my life, but um, not for <laughs> Corona. <laughs> oh. But no, it's, um, no it's, just, it's just something honest. It's just a bit of like a head cold sort of thing. Um, but MacDyall, it has been, been wonderful seeing you this week. Came up to your in hometown, town, haven't I?
0: Indeed. It was nice to have you back. We went for a delicious curry. Um, oh, yeah. Many a good time was had. And, um... Many, many content was put on the, uh, on the old Instagram as well. Yes. And, exactly, exactly. And we managed to actually do a nice picture, didn't we, for our new Facebook page. Yes, which will be live. Hopefully, within the next week, it'll be
1: live. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah. And, uh, hashtag ad, the Instagram is at Sam and Matt Antics.
0: That is. Very good. Yes.
1: Now, Dyer, aka the Chew, aka
0: Francis the
1: Train Spotter,
0: have you been sausage? One of these weeks, Sir Robert, you're going to ask that question and I'm going to say, I'm really well! But this week is not this week. The other
1: week you said you weren't fucking awful and I thought that was your. I'm doing really well.
0: Well, I I mean, that was just that I was not fucking awful. It's not that I was, you know, over the moon happy. Oh, yes, true. Um. But this week I went to Donington Park um, to see a friend of a friend who is racing in the Praga series in the Brick Car Endurance Championship. Um, So we went up there and that was good. A very good race. And um, that's about it. That's the highlight of my week.
1: (laughs) I mean, a bit rude. You've, You've seen me this week a few times. (laughs) Uh. Just... <laughs> all right okay oh no I'm, I'm gonna rebrand i'm gonna rebrand it's gonna be the sam cropper antics podcast oh, i oh. i just remove you highlight of your week wasn't seeing me oh uh, haven't it... seen in like what four or five
0: months so Corby, it was very Outrage. good to see you obviously the uh, audacity go... of I... my co-host i didn't think that that would need saying that it was very good to see you um but just in case and for the record, it was very good to see you again. Sausage. Well, Good. Well good. So this week, Siguro, we've got we've actually got a bit of a theme, haven't we? Yeah, just a little one. Just a little bit of a theme. Mix it up yeah. a bit, you know. Exactly. Um so we decided that we would discuss and talk about and obviously have many a Sam stories later on. Um yeah. about Uh, Two subjects that are very close to our heart. Of course. And that we use every single day. And that Mm -hmm. is
1: food and music. Food and music. Wide, wide topics there. But yeah, this week's topic is food and music. Um, Something that does sometimes go hand in hand. It, Um, It can do. Yeah. But it is something that, you know, Matt enjoys eating the food. I like cooking and making food. And we both
0: love a wide range of music. Exactly. So, Sagra, when where did your passion for music first come about? Because you collect quite a few vinyl records, don't you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I've obviously got, he looks over his <laughs> shoulder at them, um, I've got around 70 ish in my collection, um, ranging from, you know, like some sort of classic rock in Queen. Uh, Van Halen, Bit of Meatloaf, um through to sort of your more um noughties indie, I guess, is probably the genre. Um with sort of Keen, Fratellis, um, got the killers there, got some Kaiser Chiefs, um, and then all the way through to um some jazz. I've got some jazz finals. Yeah, just a wide range of um of music. Because you know, my music taste is varied. You know, like me and you for example When we have discussions, we have discussions from evanescence through to classical music. Like we just it's just something that we both love. Um that
0: is that is something we do discuss on a regular
1: basis. (laughs) Uh, but to to answer your question, my passion for music sort of started, I guess, when I was really, really young, because my um my nana used to sing. Um she used to sing on cruise ships. Mm. Um my nana from New Zealand, she used to sing on the cruise ships. And um, there are a couple of songs from, on Spotify, which has been like, amazing um, to like, listen to that. And what about you? When did your passion for music start?
0: Well, quite similar to you in a way, Sigoura. So my nan, um, she was a violinist in the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, and she did that for most of her life. Um, so I kind of grew up with obviously more classical music. Um, yeah. in, in in that sense, and that's where my uh, my my love for classical music comes from. Now, and um, like yeah. Um, and one of my earliest memories as a, as a child was actually sitting at my nan's piano at the time, and obviously I couldn't play anything. I was just you know just hitting keys and thought yeah. it was funny that it was making a noise. Um, so. So obviously I, I grew up with, with, with that. Um, my nan, bless her, when she left the orchestra, um, she still wanted to carry on with that whole musical sort of journey for, for her. Okay. Um, so then she, she became a teacher um, and she taught from her home and she had uh, pupils come and, and learn the, the violin and she did the occasional piano lesson as well uh, in, in her home for quite a few number of years. And she only actually stopped that when they all moved to Bexhill. Um, so, oh, well, you know, sure, she, recently then. Yeah, yeah. So she was teaching up until the age of 80. So, you know, she's 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 been through a very long musical journey in her life. Um, <laughs> obviously, as I grew up a bit more, I didn't just stay with classical music. Um, and in such a stark contrast, I found and sort of fell in love with the whole evanescence um, yeah. style of music. Uh, you know, that, that heavy sort of rock, sort of gothic rock. Um, yeah. It was, you know, there were obviously some songs that that they've released that are more, like, I, I prefer more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very much like you, I, I, I like all types of music I'm not a massive fan of today's modern day shall we say charts yeah charts. And um, music. I'm going to be brutally honest most of what's in the chart these days is just noise it's just words strung together that you know music to me is listening to something that has emotion that has a story um, I think for you as well you like the
1: sort of evanescence there's like layered different types of instruments yeah and you like that rather than sort of more, um, you like the authentic sound rather than the um, computerised music.
0: Yeah. I, you know, a lot, a lot of music that's released today is sort of like rap-based and, and things like oh, that. Yeah, that and yeah, yeah. That's obviously not for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm like you. I like a variety of things. You know, you go from one extreme of classical music to the other extreme of... Evanescence, like, rock music, um, mm. you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of, and I've sort of got you in, into him a little bit, I, I'm a big fan of Josh Groban, um, yeah. so for, for that more, like, uh, easy-listening, kind of almost musical-type vocals. Um, so, yeah, I, music for me is, is is a key part of my life. Like, I I couldn't function on a daily basis without music.
1: Um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm the same. I, I obviously, I, I'm at the moment more listening to the heavier, heavier rock, um, which is enjoyable for me because I like, I like having the noise and kind of not the, not the aggressive emotion behind the music. Um, but then I could switch that to listen to. Um, Band I went to the other week with Latham's. Like, I can switch up and listen to like indie music, um, or even listen to a Josh Groban song that you send me to listen to, saying this is this, or you know, it's just it doesn't matter what the music is, having the music on in the background while you do things, or especially if I live alone, so having music on it kind of helps you not feel lonely or and or alone. I should say, no, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, so I think. I definitely couldn't function without music Um, to the point where I listen to it possibly from, not from, almost from the moment I wake up, if I'm working from home, almost from the moment I wake up until the moment that I sit down in in an evening to watch Netflix or something with dinner, you know? So yeah, solidly, what, 12 hours or something?
0: Yeah, similar with me actually. So I I wake up, obviously I walk to work every day. And I'll always be listening to something on the way into work. Um, If it's not music, it's the Samant Antics podcast, which is available every Monday at 7am, isn't it, Sakura?
1: It is, and it's available on all streaming platforms, from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google
0: Podcasts. Um, That was a great segue. Um, And then I'm lucky enough that in my job that I'm doing at the moment, I can just plug my headphones in and... Get my work um so I, I again during during the day see so actually here's here's a real life thing for you so today i got to work and i didn't really know what i wanted to listen to so i started listening to the greatest music from video games it's a oh. um and um there's a very a lot of varied things um the legend of zelda was on there um Super Mario Brothers, and also the theme tune to Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, which is, <laughs> let's be honest, one of the greatest games ever invented. Um, it was, it was. So, uh, so yeah, I was listening to that today, and a lot of good music in, in that, so um, yeah. It's a stark contrast what I was listening to. I was listening to like,
1: Asking Alexandria, Bring Me the Horizon, um, <laughs> so much, much heavier stuff.
0: Bring Um, me the horizon and create any video game music. (laughs) I want to say they actually did at one point. Did they actually? I think they might have done,
1: but it would have been for a like darker um game on Tip My Tongue. I can't remember it,
0: but we'll look into that (laughs) we'll come back to it, shall we? At the end of the podcast, um, so yeah, that's you know, that's kind of my musical journey. Sam, you've given your musical journey, um.
1: Should we move on to cool. our
0: other uh, well, other, yeah. topic for today? Um, food journey. Food. How did that start for you? Well, it, it st- <laughs> when did I start eating food? Good question. I mean, <laughs> I, lo- I love food. But the problem with me is I love all the bad, the bad, bad food. I don't like healthy food. <laughs> so, I, um,
1: right. so you just for the listeners, okay? When you say you don't like healthy food, you actually mean you don't like vegetables.
0: Um, yes. Potentials don't count. Oh, I, actually, so I had a shepherd's pie for lunch today, and it had carrot and swede in it. And I ate it all no. like a good little boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, it was, it was a fantastic shepherd's pie as well. Well, I'm
1: in a state of shock. Um, I need a second to process this.
0: But yeah, I like like you say. I, I, I don't like healthy foods. You know, if you put a plate of salad in front of me, I'm probably gonna throw it in your face or put it in the bin. In fact, get in the bin. That salad can get in the bin. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not for everyone. Obviously, you know, you don't. Do you like fruit? I can't. Remember. Do you eat fruit? Well, not out of habit. Well, no. Would you but, not like if you wanted a snack? Would you not like have an apple or a banana or something? No. Say no to fruit and veg. Yes. Basically, anything nutritional, it is in the bin.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like, I like pineapple. I like strawberries. I kind of like apples. I like grapes. What is it about but, the but sort I don't, of fruit and veg? I, don't, I wouldn't go to a shop and think, oh, do you know what I really fancy? Is an apple. Or, oh. you know, really fancy a pear.
1: A pear of apples?
0: A pair of apples, yeah. They come in Um, pairs, apples, did you know that?
1: (laughs) But what is it about fruit and veg that you don't like? I just don't...
0: Well, I just... uh, I don't really like their taste, to be honest. More with veg, to be fair. Um, I'm better with fruit than I am with with vegetables. Um, Yeah. But I just don't don't like their taste, to be honest. But you'll still drink, like, an orange juice, like, if you... Like, oh, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. I, don't, I like oranges. Like, give me a, an orange or freshly squeezed orange juice and I'll, I'll devour the lot, mate. No problem with that. Interesting. So, Sagar, so, when, uh, when did your journey into the whole food start?
1: Um, I probably got into sort of cooking and stuff when I was about 12. Um, and I'd make, like, desserts and things. Um, or help my dad, like like peel potatoes and things like that for like a roast dinner or something um oh. and then sort of as i grew up it became sort of prudent when my dad was ill to kind of um learn how to cook and try and cook some more and try and cook meals for the family and things like that um and it kind of stood, kind of got me in good stead for when i ultimately left home at 18 to be able to cook but then when you're at uni i'll be honest you don't you really don't,
0: cook properly do you let's be you honest don't really have the time
1: like, between, be, between socialising and well, no.
0: like lectures. But, no, no, I, I cast my mind back to the mental health episode that we did for you. And I remember you saying about, like, getting up at a certain time, going to work, mm. then going to a lecture, then going back to work, and then coming home. And it was like... And, and, yeah. I couldn't do that. I, I I would not be able to... I wouldn't even be able to go to work in the morning, I think, at that age, to be fair.
1: The, the beauty um, of it was, for me... Um, was when I was that had that year alone, um I would do bulk meals, just bulk cook meals, like it'll be rice, chicken, like some sweet corn and and some kidney beans maybe. And that'll be in like plastic containers. Um and then I'd just grab one, chuck it in my bag and then heat that up at work. Or when I got home from work, have that and that'll be my meal. Um it comes more important at uni though to think like that rather than what I did in first year which was um oh let's get this these chicken thighs and this bit of like onions peppers and then just put some like a pot curry of curry sauce or something and a packet of rice oh, yeah. um just because it's just that little bit more it's sort of nutritional I guess um I that a bit, little bit more energy it's that a little bit more clean yeah, um, but sort of. I've always loved cooking. Like cooking for me has always been like a huge passion. But I've got my own cookbook that I've I've created. I've I've written, um, which I often cook from. And I've been lucky enough to go on some cooking courses. Um, my ex's family they they sort of opened my eyes to a different type of cuisine. Whenever I went on went abroad as a kid even like you know 15 16 when I was going on holiday to Mallorca or things like that I'd sit and I'd try some fresh tapas um even with you know <laughs> we actually used to sit like I this is a fond memory of my childhood um we used to sit at a coffee a coffee place that was set in the marina of this local fishing village that we um used to go to every year mm. And we see the, we see, see the fishing ships, um, ships, the fishing boats, come in. Yeah. And they go into the fish market, and they'd be there. And then there was this local, again, on the marina. Um, so we'd go for a walk and come back to this place on the marina. And we'd sit down, and they'd say, oh, we saw the there over, over there having coffee this morning. Uh, did you see the fishing boats come in? We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, the fish that we're serving now was caught by them. So oh, yeah. I was having you know, fish that was fresh out of the water for a couple of, like, a few hours. Proper, proper fresh, yeah. Um, again, it just I kind of, my eyes were open to this different world of, and a different cuisine um, to what I would get over here. Yeah. So I've always been grateful. And even when I've been lucky enough to kind of go abroad separately or myself, um, I remember when I went to Rotterdam, I didn't want to sit at a burger chain or anything. I wanted to go in and, and, and investigate. And me and the man I was out there with, we went and found a Turkish bazaar and we just sat down and, and ordered some. Like, it was basically um, like an authentic Turkish kebab with rice and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was an authentic dish because I didn't, I didn't want to have like your fast food chain. I wanted something that was, I'd never tried before. And I just, over the years, I've just realised that things in life that make me happy are things that are quite flavourful and things which I can pick different flavours from and try different things to see if I enjoy them. So that's why I enjoy food. I like the flavour base of it and putting random flavours together or flavours that don't, don't sound like they should match but do. So yeah, for me, that's why I love food and I love just the whole experience of food from the cooking I find the cooking therapeutic the serving up to people seeing what they like seeing if they like what I've, I've created for them um,
0: and yeah it's just kind of grown from that I would say good stuff Socorro good stuff it's now time to cross the bridge of banter the banter bridge if you like as we go and visit our friend Sam Cropper, who's got a story for us. And we'll hear it in our segment, Storytime with Sam. Look out
1: around everyone. It's time for Storytime with Sam. Now, keeping with the theme, uh, we are going to have some stories which are going to be from music and some which are going to be around food. And as we've done for the last couple of weeks, I'm going to read out options for both separate themes for Matt to choose from. So, that are, are you ready? Yeah, let's go with music first. Okay. So, so there's three options. The first okay. one is, am I the arsehole for playing loud, annoying music specifically when my roommate was having sex? <laughs> Number two. Am I the arsehole for blasting copyrighted music Anytime somebody tries to tries to take a TikTok or a video on the bus or train I'm on to get them strikes. That's fantastic. And the final option Am I the Arsehole for playing R. Kelly's bump and grind? as a total <coughs> joke when I was hooking up with a Tinder date. I'm not sure we could talk about R. Kelly anymore, can we? It's only the one song that was mentioned. Sorry. Right. We can talk about it. We just, you know, don't share his views.
0: We definitely don't <laughs> share his views at all. Um, so, go I'm I'm drawn to two of them. When when you read the titles earlier, which uh, which ones were you drawn to?
1: Um.
0: Obviously, the Tinder date I
1: was, and um, the TikTok one. Oh, they they were the two that I was mainly drawn to, but the. Obviously, I picked out all three of them from a sea of other ones from um,
0: Reddit. But let's yeah, let's 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 go with the third one and try not to say his name too many times. Okay. Uh, am I the arsehole for playing, insert disgrace rapper's name here, from <laughs> Bump and Grind? Well done, sicko. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bump and Grind as a total joke when I was hooking up with a Tinder date. I'll try and keep this as short as possible. I matched with a girl on Tinder earlier this week, and we agreed to go out last night. She was incredible. Not only is she the girl next door hot, but she's wicked smart and honestly one of the funniest and wittiest people I've ever met. I mean, I had such an amazing time, and we clicked so well that if she would have said, Let's run off to Vegas and get married, part of my brain would have been like, Maybe this can work. So we ended up back at my place. And she said she wanted to be clear that she wasn't ready for sex yet. I told her that was totally fine. There was no pressure at all. We sort of went between making out, watching Stranger Things, and joking and talking. When one episode ended, she started kissing me again and went down. I was sort of kissing my... Oh my God, what a horrific phrase. Oh, fuck. Go I forgot about this. Um, sort of kissing my member... On top of my pants. <laughs>
0: <coughs> Sorry, could you repeat that again?
1: I was sort of, <laughs> and sort of kissing my member on top of my
0: pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, young people I today, honestly.
1: I decided it would be hilarious time. To play bump and grind. The mood instantly changed, and she said, Wow, you think I want to (laughs) hear.
0: We picked the romance. Here we go. The mood
1: mood instantly changed, and she said, Wow, you think I want to hear a kid touch his awful music as I'm trying to decide if I like you enough to put your dick in my mouth? There are some typos in this next um, uh, paragraph, Matt so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read it as uh, it has been typed out. OK?: Okay, sir.
0: That's fine.
1: Okay. The mood instantly changed, and she said, "Wow, you think I want to hear a kid toucher's awful music as I'm trying to decide if I like you enough to put your duck in my mouth?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I like you enough to put your duck in my mouth. <clears throat> right. Okay, I can do this. You ready?
0: Oh, that's an awful typo. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> it's a good thing Glenn not here. He'd be running away crying, wouldn't he?
1: I told her it was honestly a joke, and I've always thought, insert disgraced rapper's name here, was stupid, and it was more in line with how much I knew she loved certain TV shows. She asked if I was planning on peeing on her next, and I said I was really sorry, and it was honestly just a joke. She said she wanted me to take her home, so I did. When we got there, she said something along the lines of, look, I really like you, but I have a past where I can't laugh about certain things. Give me some time, and I'd like to see you again. And she gave me a hug and left. So, obviously, I can assume what she means about her past, so what I did was very stupid. But was I an arsehole for it?
0: Well, (laughs) duck in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um...
1: Yes, arsehole like you want to feel you want to make a girl feel comfortable um in any situation that you're alone with her especially if she's over in your house so you don't do stupid things like that to make anyone feel uncomfortable in that situation i'd feel uncomfortable if um i was being intimate and putting ducks in my mouth and
0: every time.
1: I would, you know, I'd feel uncomfortable if someone started to do that when I was getting sort of more intimate with them. So, yeah, and I think, obviously the connotations with the disgraced rapper's kind of history doesn't Mm. add in to very, like, obviously adds up to being yes, you are an asshole, but if he, for him it was just a
0: joke. There's, You know, there's banter on a date, but sometimes cheap jokes just don't in, in this instance, they just don't work out, do they? I mean...
1: Yeah, and in this case, um, there was a lot wrong with a bit of bumping and grinding. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, there is an edit. Okay. Oh, yeah. please <clears throat> tell me that they met up again. Well, here we go. Edit.
1: Tinder girl just called me. She basically said she was sorry for leaving the way she did, and reiterated that she's had some stuff happen to her when she was younger, and that the... Grace Rapper stuff isn't funny to her. She didn't expand beyond that, but I didn't want to push. But she did say that her inappropriate sense of humour would have thought that my joke was hilarious if things were different, and she, she has to respect a guy who's willing to risk oral to make an awful joke. We're going to see Midsummer here in an hour. I'm in love, my dudes.
0: Ah, what a great ending.
1: Yeah. Young love.
0: There we go. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not going to read any um, comments on that one, though. No, it's probably for the, <laughs> probably for the best.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what, should I go into the... biddu Uh Should we... Uh, have you got a music... <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> have you got a food one lined up?
1: I've got three food ones for you to
0: choose from. Go on. Read them out, Sausage. <laughs>
1: The first one is, my boyfriend loves to feed me like a baby. I don't know if it's weird or sweet. Number two, this one's Mark's Urgent. Embarrassed to tell a doctor. After food sex, I feel like I always have to pee. (coughs) And the final one is, am I the arsehole for cheating on my girlfriend?
0: Wait, what? Hang on, that's not food.
1: The story's is about. The, the, there is it, the story is including some food.
0: I'm like, yeah. Oh. Um. The second one. Urgent. Embarrassed to tell a doctor after food
1: sex. I feel like I always have to pee. I'm a 50 year old female. <laughs> 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 no,
0: not <him>. again. <laughs> At the, end, <laughs> at the end of this series, honestly, there's just going to be a compilation of us going, I'm a 19-year-old female. I'm yeah. a 50-year-old woman.
1: If we go. You ready? I'm a 50-year-old female, 195 pounds, Caucasian. Please help. Over 10 plus years ago, I had sex with a warmed-up hot dog and a warmed-up carrot. Oh,
0: why One did I three- choose this? <laughs> <laughs> why did I choose this? I didn't... <laughs> I didn't think this was how it was going to go. What did you think? What did you think? But I said, after food sex, I feel like I always have to pee. What were you expecting? I just thought that she really likes burgers or something, but not really likes them that much. Come on,
1: him. on, hold on. What do you, what, in your mind, right, what was she doing to the burger for it to become food sex? What, we, what, what were you thinking? <laughs> I meant by food sex. Um, about this with a burger. What, just run me through what your perverted mind is kind of clicked to. I
0: thought... No. What do you... How dare you? Have to tell you? <laughs> I thought maybe she just in, was eating something that she enjoyed really... You know when you have a, like a nice, like a juicy burger? Where are you And, you, this? and you, you finish it and you go, oh, that was really, really good. Yeah, I finished the burger. I don't I thought maybe, myself because of the burger. Like, yeah, the- but this is what I'm thinking. I thought maybe that she enjoyed it so much that she... You thought that when she was eating this burger,
1: she, she thought that burger was so good that she just spontaneously burst into orgasm. I've heard of worse things, so girl. <laughs> okay. Back to one of the worst things you've heard. I had such <laughs> a warmed-up hot dog and a warmed-up carrot. One to three days later, I have a feeling of persistent urination. I also have blood in my urine. I do not know if they are related. They checked for a UTI, but nothing. I believe that the food caused this. And maybe they're not testing for the right thing since I did not tell them. Please help. This is not a joke, I promise you.
0: I cannot take long drives. So I have to constantly go to the bathroom. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, sir. Can I just interrupt you? Uh, nothing you've done here. That's
1: over now. The, the, the
0: story's over. Why out. would you... Why on earth would you go onto Reddit? Other social media outlets are available. Yeah. And, and post that and say, urgent, please help. Go to the fucking doctor. Well
1: this, Honestly. So, so this is posted into um the subreddit medical advice. I don't know why you would post it here, but Yeah,
0: but why would you not just <sighs> Okay.
1: Sorry, well, I'm the, just getting a bit. The auto moderators um have put through and said have like commented on it and said if this is a medical emergency, you need to call the emergency service as soon as possible. Um this is only for like really minor medical issues. Um Good. my thing my thing on this is why does she warm them up?
0: Why did she warm up? Why did she
1: the warm car? them up? Like you've warmed up a hot dog. That that that's gonna hot dog gives off like oils and things. And if you're, that's just gonna burn. And yeah, God. Um, <laughs> if there's blood, I bet you've done. You've possibly. I'm not. A there's some work.
0: internal damage there from the carrot. Is the carrot's warmed up? It's gonna be limp. I don't get it. What <laughs> do you
1: know? what I mean. I think he
0: warmed up oh, carrots. I thought he was going to be today. That was one <laughs> <laughs> the of them. There's like... going to be a plaque with that quote, and so Cropper, 2021. The carrot's going to be limp. He warmed it up. <laughs>
1: stupid, <laughs> stupid woman.
0: Seriously. Oh. <laughs> I think we might need to have to do another one of them, Sarah Cropper. Okay.
1: Um, so... The options you have remaining from both sections are Am I the arsehole for blasting copyrighted music anytime anybody tries to take a TikTok or a video on a bus slash train? I'm on to get them strikes. Am I the arsehole for playing loud, annoying music, specifically when my roommate was having sex? My boyfriend loves to feed me like a baby. I don't know if it's sweet or weird. And final one, am I the arsehole for cheating on my girlfriend?
0: Go for the third one.
1: My boyfriend loves to feed me like I'm a baby. I don't know if it's (laughs) sweet or weird. (laughs) Yes.
0: Okay. I've been with my boyfriend. uh, Before you start, sorry, Sigoura, could you just clarify, there are no vegetables or hot dogs being warmed up here, no? I mean, I don't... don't, I'd hope not. No.
1: (laughs) I really hope not if he's feeding her. Actually, no, they would be warmed up, actually, if he's actually just feeding her. Not, you know. Okay. My boyfriend loves to feed me like I'm a baby. I don't know if it's sweet or weird. This has been posted into uh, relationship advice. (laughs) where else? (laughs) I've been with my boyfriend for 10 months. He's the best boyfriend I've ever had. He's so sweet and attentive. He always puts me first. And honestly, a fresh, a breath of fresh air compared to my past relationship. He's a chef. Whenever we went out to eat, he would always love to feed me a bite of his food. I never minded and thought it was cute. When we started to hang out each, at each other's houses, he would always offer to cook and then he would feed me my meal. I told him it's fine, I can feed myself. But he would always insist. He says he loves feeding beautiful women his food. Now it's kind of escalating. He wants to, he wants to feed me on his lap. I told him that I'm not interested in sitting on his lap and getting fed. I'd rather just watch a show and eat my chips myself instead of... Whole meal he made. When I say no, he gets a bit awkward, and I start to feel bad. But it's so weird how he loves to feed me all my meals. Why? I know there's way weird things out there, but and the attention is sweet. But I'm starting to think it might be a kink or something. I don't discuss the intimate of my relationship with my friends, so I'm on here. Is this weird or is this sweet? By the way, this is a daily occurrence. Whenever. We're together.
0: That's weird. You'd, I, mm. <clears throat> mm.
1: uh, yeah. Okay. So my thing here for this is um, I don't think shame. It's not me. Um, this is clearly a sort of power thing um, with him. So he likes. To, there's a difference between feeding someone like, oh my god, you've got to try this. Leaning over a table with a fork for the food and saying, oh, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. To actually being like. Can you sit on my lap and, you
0: know, I really um, want to feed you my food while you're sitting on my lap.
1: I've cooked. I cooked as a roast dinner tonight, love. Um, Sit on my lap and I'll feed you. Yeah, (laughs) there's a difference between those two things. But for him, like he gets um, enjoyment. He gets uh, like a like a pleasure out of it, Um, which is quite clear. But like in any relationship or any, or if you're like meeting up um, with someone and having let's say explorative sex um you always talk and you always set boundaries and you always say if you feel uncomfortable but for her because she's because it's kind of happened over a long period of time there's kind of no way for her to be like now i don't like that i don't want to do that um it's almost like do you remember um episode one we had that story about the teacher that didn't correct the woman's name. Yes. That she didn't correct her name to that woman. It, this, is the same, this is the same thing.
0: Well, because it's happened for so long.
1: She's going to now feel awkward and uncomfortable to say to him, look, okay, you know, we've been together for 10 months. In the past six months, you've fed me from your lap every single day for three meals a day. Um, I don't like that. So can you not? Do you know what I mean it's just a bit? No, it's gonna be an uncomfortable I, conversation I, to have.
0: I don't know. I I, I, I disagree slightly. I okay. um, <laughs> don't be too offended. Um, I just think like if you're in a relationship, regardless of how long the time frame is, if you're not happy with something, then you should be able to tell that person that you're not happy with something without them getting in a tis was about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, However, um, in some experiences that I've had historically, when it comes to kind of talking about these things, it's difficult if the reception of what you're going to say, you know it's not going to be good, or in your head you build up to not be good. So you kind of stop and shut yourself off. Um, which I think is kind of where maybe she's feeling. I agree with you. Like, if they're in a... They've been together for 10 months, you still kind of find your feet at 10 months in a relationship anyway. Um, so, you know, you kind of do need to say something. Um, mm. there, there is an update. Oh. It's quite a long update, so I'm just going to pick out parts of it. Oh, cool. Um, so, what I mentioned earlier about it being like a... What she mentioned, sorry about it being a kink, and then kind of explained a bit more. Um, what she's kind of realised is that what he's got is something. What got, got like his condition, but what he enjoys is something called feederism, which right. is basically exactly what he's doing. Is just kind of feeding her, like actually the act of feeding her. He gets a pleasure from. Um, I'm just going to read out a couple of paragraphs, um, and it's kind of going to flip the script a little bit. Okay. So she writes, For starters, I'm naturally thin, and it's been a big insecurity of mine because I have no curves, no boobs or butt. I'm five foot seven, and when we first got together, I was 110. Now I'm 125 pounds. When he first met my parents, later he remarked that my mum being so thin after having five kids is crazy. And looking back, he kind of seemed disappointed. He also tells me all the time that I have the perfect body frame to be thick. He noticed my weight gain before I did. And during sex, he'd always caress my waist, hips and stomach area. And tell me that I'm looking voluptuous. He also told me he can't wait for me to get pregnant. And he knows I'll be even more beautiful. And he'll, feel, he'll feed me so much, I'll never snap back. He's always said it with a joking tone and a laugh. But I just thought it was a dumb joke. I decided that before I say anything to him, I'm going to look up his exes and see if any of them are of a larger body or have gained a lot of weight while they were together. He's new to the area and he's only been with one girl before me and her Instagram page is private and her profile is a group photo, so I can't tell which one she is. I then looked up her name on LinkedIn and she has a profile. She co-owns a business with a sister whose Instagram isn't private. So I searched her up and got my suspicions confirmed. His ex used to be an average weight. I would guess around 140 pounds in 2018. She now looks to be around 200 to 230 pounds. I was still in denial and thought maybe she's responsible for her own weight gain, and not him, because I just couldn't believe that this fetish is a thing. Uh, I invited him over last night to watch a movie, and I was scared to see him because I know that if I didn't say anything then, I probably never will and I'm just not that confrontational. He came over and we watched the movie and ordered some food. Our food came, he heated it up in a microwave plate for us, like he always does. But he then kept the two plates next to him. And when I tried to grab one, he held it above his head. I rolled my eyes and he grabbed a fork and took a piece of chicken and held it in front of my mouth. I refused to open my mouth and he pressed it against my lips. Uh, I pulled back because it was hot and I stood up to grab the plate that he was holding over his head and he gave me a weird look. I wanted to say sorry so badly, but I I knew I couldn't. So I just grabbed another fork, walked over to my couch with my plate and started eating, hoping that he would get the hint without me having to say anything. At this point, I was fed up. I snapped at him and told him that it was weird that he constantly wants to feed me and I don't want him to anymore. I did say it in a harsh tone but but I was upset. He tensed up and didn't say anything and just scooted over to the other side of the couch. Then he just stared me down as I ate. Literally wasn't even watching the movie, he was just staring at me. And when I would look at him, thinking he would look away, he would just stare at my mouth as I chewed. I was disgusted and felt violated. After I finished my food, he picked up his uneaten plate and told me I could have it. I told him that I didn't want it, and that he said he'd rather not go to waste, and if I'm too tired to feed myself, he'll do it. So I was fed up again. I told him that I think we should break up, because we're obviously not on the same page. He asked, is this all because he wants to feed me? And I said yes. He said that he's a chef and he loves food, and he also loves women, and there's nothing better than combining the two. I felt like an object. He said this can't be the real reason why I ending things, and I must be seeing someone else. That I must be cheating on him. He says that he treats me like a queen, and most other boyfriends wouldn't have ever cooked me a meal, let alone fed it to me too. I asked him to leave, and he wouldn't until I gave the real reason why I broke up with him. I said, because you have a feeding kink. And he started cackling, saying I'm a sick bitch, and that a guy showing he loves someone... As sad and disgusting as me must be truly some sort of kink because no one in the right mind would do it. He
0: left and blocks me everywhere. So, Paul, could I, um <clears throat> can I use one of your phrases from a uh, previous ep- uh, episode, please? Please do. Please do. What a dick! Honestly! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, there was like... another word I was going to use I'm not saying that on my we, podcast. You, you can't drop that bomb on, no, on the podcast. No, but I mean but what? A, what an asshole, honestly. Yeah. just uh, I just honestly like bad enough that it just uh, I don't know where to start, Segura. So um for me it's the
1: it's kind of what I mentioned earlier when I said if you know that the the reception of what you have to say is not going to be good. You, you get scared and you get anxious about doing it. And in this case, she knew that was going, back, going to go bad from like the start. But fair play to her for having the courage for 100%. actually standing up to
0: him. But the thing for me... But, but you could see, like, this is a common thing, Like they go into... I don't know why I say they, Like I'm a man too, but men tend to go to, into defensive mode don't they? And then they just start saying like all this horrible random shit that's like... Vindictive I think is the word. Vindictive. Good word Sagora. Good word.
1: It's for me they were supposed to be in a place where they loved each other um, she's mentioned that she did love him uh, but oh, I just
0: question. got really creepy vibes of just imagining him, <laughs> him um, just sitting there watching your mouth as that, you eat. Yeah. That's just creepy as fuck, man.
1: That's like, some people have actual, like, even I do. If I'm out in public, I'm like, most of the time, I'm, cu- I'm going to cover my mouth. Like, not when I'm at like, a fancy restaurant with someone, but no. if I'm eating something like a burger, as soon as I've taken that bite, I'm covering my mouth because I don't want people to see, like, you know, in case like food just falls from my face, for example.
0: I mean that like, quite often. <laughs> quite often happens with me.
1: Just food, yeah. just like falls
0: yeah.
1: out. <laughs> to to have someone that you are intimate with, and you have no, you have lowered your defenses, lowered your boundaries, To then go from in what in one breath, he's saying that he loves her, wants to care for her, wants to feed her, wants to almost nurture her, to look after her. And then, from that, he's jumping to, oh, well, it must be a real kink for someone to love, for someone as sad and disgusting as you. Absolutely horrific, and I just feel for the woman so much. What a, like, the comments saying, you know, what a sack of shit. Um, you know, They'll say, again, like what I mentioned earlier, there's a difference between feeding someone something from your fork or if, you know, you're talking in a more intimate setting, like feeding someone a strawberry or something like that. Yeah. They're feeding a, them a fucking full meal. <laughs> a full meal. So you're holding the plate and you're like, boy, like your bowl and you're scraping like, nah, nah, nah.
0: What I want to know is, you know, if you're, uh, if you're feeding a baby a bottle and then you have yeah. to burp them afterwards. Did, did he do that? <laughs> oh God. Could you imagine? Oh, oh there's just, just horrific people, aren't there? Like, everywhere. And it's yeah. really upsetting in, in, in the sense of, like, there's so many arseholes around, and there's so many people that aren't arseholes. But yeah. the people that aren't arseholes are always the ones that struggle to find somebody, if you catch my meaning.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think what you're trying to say is there are people like that in relationships with nice women who just want to be loved and just want to be looked after. But there are people like you and I who want to care, want to know, want to actually do the things this guy's pretending to do for real and just love someone.
0: Yeah, but we just to clarify, overlooked. I don't want to find a woman to then feed them while they're sitting on my lap. Yeah, no, no. no. Just, just <laughs> want to clarify that.
1: Um, but you know what? What we think we're trying to say is, we get overlooked, but these people don't. And I think you know because we're the nice guys. We're not the assholes. We're not the bad boys. We're the straight laced. Section of the male gender, yes. and half the things that you know we talk about on here, or me and you talk about in real life about you know our friends or what guy other guys are doing or stuff like that, and half the time we say that's not the right way to treat that woman or that's not the right way to act,
0: and again we're the ones that are being overlooked. Yeah. But Equally from, you know, to
1: flip the coin, this girl, when she met him, she didn't know that he was going to be like that. No. And for her, she maybe thought, I did meet a nice guy. I felt like I was getting ready to kind of settle, m- more settle down with him. Um, and then all of a sudden, these kings just came out of the wardrobe and it's not something that I could handle. So it needed to be over. That might be a narrative that she tells in the future.
0: Oh. No. There we go, so, Is it? Do we know what country that was?
1: Uh, I'd say America, because she said chips. mean crisps. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Although that could still be, like,
0: anywhere else. Could be French fries. You don't fries with that.
1: <laughs> and that's all we've got time for this week, guys. Oh, you're joking me.
0: I know, I know. I'm going to cry myself to sleep now. Like I yeah. do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> but if you guys want to listen to more SoundMat Antics, make sure you come back next week for another installment of the SoundMat Antics podcast. And if a week is just too long to wait, how do know. How can the listeners get more SoundMat Antics content?
0: Well, they can visit our Instagram page where we are most active most of the time. And mm-hmm. the handle for that is at Sam Antics. Uh, you can also tweet us on our Twitter page, which currently only has three followers. So I, I implore you to please go and follow it. him. <laughs> um, it's at Sammer Podcast. Um, alternatively, if you really want to, you can write us an email. Um, The email address is soundantexpodcast at gmail.com And it's new and exclusive. We
1: have a TikTok account. Exciting times. We're going to be TikTok famous. No, I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) On the Gen Z platforms. I've made it. Oh yay. Uh, On there, what you'll probably see is a little bit of um, some Outtakes and things, um, but mainly there's just going to be some stuff from me and Matt from like, Real Life
0: Our Faces.
1: Yeah, um, and I'll probably, you know, do out a couple of, um, of videos and like review things, that kind of thing. So just sort of
0: keep, keep it more lighthearted and just have a bit of fun. But, Sarah mm-hmm. what's the username handle for that if people want to follow us? Well, it will be at. Sam and Matt antics. There we go. Jobs are gooden.
1: Yeah. And all that is left to say is we'll chat to you next week, guys. Bye.